If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. What's up, what's up, what's up, podcast people? Man, okay, so you guys know I love to sing. It doesn't mean I can sing, but I love to sing. So I am going to start this podcast off this week by singing one of my all-time favorite songs. And if you were a kid, any of these FCA softball girls, if you ever went on one of our retreats, that we held in the at the end of the summer every year. Man, this is for you. So when we take the kids on a retreat, um, it's really just a really cool couple of days that we get to spend with these kids before some of them go to college, some of them go back to high school. But we, we spend a couple of days with these kids, and my favorite part of the retreat is waking the kids up in the morning. Now, I don't it's kind of it's kind of good and bad. I love waking them up because like they're, they're like for the most part they're they're sweet and, and they nothing nothing crazy's happened so there's no attitudes or anything like that but it, no it's just good it's not that they would ever have attitudes not FCA kids no but when I wake them up I wake them up every morning with a song it's the same song and it's a song that I have been singing since my coaching days so for all of you FCA softball girls. Here is your morning wake-up call. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Children of the Lord. Man, like, I can't sing that song and not bounce around and jump up and down. And it just, it gets me excited. It gets me excited. But let me tell you this. When I sing to the girls in the morning, and, and again, it's just that it's that song, but the look that a teenage girl can give you when you wake them up, especially with a song, oh my goodness. Like, let, let's just say they can throw daggers with those sleepy eyes and morning face. It, it can get a little bit brutal. So um, I hope if you're listening to this and it's the morning, man, I hope that song makes you smile and I hope it sets you up for an awesome day. So. 
All right, today we are going to talk about something that I struggle with big time, comparison. Oh yeah, we're, we're going there. So I've heard it said many times before that comparison is the thief of joy, and I think that is so true, but honestly, how do you avoid it? I know for me, it's almost impossible to look at social media and not play the comparison game. And I hate when I do because I never feel better about myself when I'm done. I always walk away feeling like I'm lacking in some area. Now, the crazy thing is, I know in my head, it's not true. I know that I can't compare my real life to someone else's highlight reel, but my feelings haven't caught up to that head knowledge, and that's a problem. And if you're saying, well, man, what do you compare? Like, what are the things that I compare? It's everything. And me naturally being competitive, holy smoke, that does not help at all. Because sometimes I'm comparing stuff that just doesn't even make sense. Like, I can look at someone doing something I have no interest in. And I still feel like I'm missing out. And I wonder why they got the opportunity and I didn't. Um, Because I'm not even interested in that thing that they're doing. Come on. Gosh, is it just me? Man, I hope it's not just me. But now, I I will say this. The stuff that I already have insecurities about, like that's a different story. Yeah. Looking at what someone else has done or accomplished, hey, I'm I'm always going to be excited. I'm always going to be pumped for them. Like I want to be that person that celebrates their wins. and, and, And that's a good thing. The hard for me The hard part happens after the celebration is done and I'm alone with my thoughts and I'm thinking, man, that was awesome. And that, that was so great. I'm so happy for her or I'm so happy for him or them or whatever. And then it kind of, my thoughts turn to me because isn't that, I know I'm selfish. I think we're all pretty selfish, but yes, uh, if you're thinking, man, what a selfish lady, you're right. You hit the nail on the head. But I start thinking of all the ways that I either don't measure up or I'm getting left behind. And that's hard. Like, it's really hard. So I've always loved the disciple Peter because I can totally identify with him. He was passionate. He went all in on things. He was a kind of speak-before-you-think kind of guy, and I can definitely relate to that. Sometimes his passion was aimed in the wrong direction, and I can identify with that as well. But I want you guys to look. We're going to be in John chapter 21 today, and at the end of this chapter, we see Peter having a conversation with Jesus, and my goodness, it might as well be me having this conversation with Jesus. And honestly, like not once, but lots, a lot, a lot of times. Uh, But starting in verse 15, Jesus is asking Peter if Peter loves him. And Peter, of course, says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jesus proceeds to ask Peter three times if Peter loves him. Peter says yes every time. And you can see Peter kind of starting to get frustrated, probably thinking, man, I, I thought I answered this. I thought we've been over this. So this conversation continues with Jesus giving a glimpse into what kind of death Peter will experience. And after he says this, Jesus says, follow me. 
Now, this verse ends with an exclamation mark. And for me, when I read Jesus talking and it has an exclamation mark, I read it with a little extra oomph, right? Because to me, that exclamation mark is like, hey, 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 don't miss this. This is important. So in verse 20, Peter and Jesus are still walking, still talking, but Peter looks back and he sees John, the disciple, walking behind them. Now, this is where I can totally, like, just, it's like Peter is in my head. But uh, I can totally identify with him. He says, Peter looks back, he sees John, and asks Jesus, Lord, what about him? (laughs) Yeah, what about him? So Jesus has just hinted as to what kind of death Peter would have. Now, we know from different accounts that Peter was actually crucified, but he felt unworthy to die the same way Jesus did. So he asked that they crucify him upside down. I mean, dang, like holy cow, right? And so Jesus has just kind of let us in on this. Peter looks back and sees John. He's like, hey, all right, you're giving me a hint as to what kind of death I'm going to like. That's that's brutal. Like, what about him? When I see someone succeed that doesn't do it in the right way, Oh my goodness, like I'm embarrassed to say this, but I asked that same question in my heart. Lord, what about them? Well, Jesus has an answer for Peter and for me and for you. So in verse 22, Jesus answers Peter, if I wanted him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? that's like the biggest boom, like in your face or burn, however you want to say it. Like that's just like Jesus is, oh man, he's coming at Peter hard. So the next part of the sentence is this. Jesus says, you must follow me. Yeah. So the first time I read this, I'm not going to lie. It seems kind of harsh. Like, if I were in Peter's shoes, I would have wanted Jesus to reassure me and tell me how much he loves me and that it will be okay. But he says, what is that to you? It's a big, fat, mind, yo, business, right? Like, the more I read it, I see that Jesus had big plans for Peter. He was preparing him for what only Peter could do. Jesus loved Peter enough to use him as a, as a big part of establishing the early church. Peter was used in an in a incredibly mighty way by God, but Jesus had to remind him to stay focused on what God had for him and not for someone else. And, dude, I feel like I have been here so many times where God's like, look, look I'm preparing you for something that is specifically for you. It's tailor-made for you. So quit looking at everybody else and comparing your story to their story because I've got, I've got a story that's yours and nobody else's. And, and the more I kind of dig into that, I think the moment we take our eyes off of what God has for us and us alone, we lose the ability to be fully equipped for what only we can do with God. We cannot be focused on what someone else has or is doing and be fully capable of functioning in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's big. When our attention is divided, we become weaker at the task at hand. And God wants you to be laser focused on who 
he has called you to be. And sometimes that means he has to exclaim, follow me. Hey, 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 don't look at, don't look at others, somebody else's story. Don't look elsewhere. Follow me. When our attention is on someone else, they become our focus. And what we focus on, we will soon follow. For me, I see this interaction as loving and not harsh like I once did. Jesus saying, what is that to you? It's kind of like, Peter, do you not trust that I have good things in store for you? Do you not trust that I am sovereign? Do you not trust that I know better than you? Jesus never said to Peter that things would go his way or that things would be fair. Jesus is saying, stay focused on who I have called you to be so that you can be used in ways that are specific to you. So my takeaway on all of this, well, first, I think we do need to celebrate with others when they have wins. And, and I think just, man, go all in with stuff like that. Like when somebody else is successful or, you know, life is, is really, really good for somebody else, celebrate with them. Don't be so quick to look inside. Don't be so quick to to look at your circumstances and your situation. Stay focused on them for a little bit. And really, I think when we start to wonder, why not me? Man, I I think we should kind of have Jesus in the back of our heads going, hey, I see that you you see their story is, is great right now, but what is that to you? It doesn't change the fact that I have a a story for you. It doesn't change the fact that I want to use you in special ways, in specific ways, in mighty ways. So what is that story to you? Celebrate it and move on, right? So here's the other thing I know about comparison. Comparison is an unfair game because it doesn't take into account all the things that God has planned for you. Now, and you're going, wait a minute, what does that mean? I want you guys to, if you don't remember anything else about this episode, I want you to remember this. God works in big pictures, not in snapshots. For me, that's a game changer. Because when I see a snapshot of something that I don't have, or I wish I had, or I wish things were better, that snapshot has a tendency to to become my big picture. But that's not how God works. God works in big pictures, not in snapshots. So I've got to continue to remind myself of that. And and honestly, it's taken me a really long time. But for the most part, man, I love the life that God has given me. Do I still desire things that I don't have? Yes, of course. I think we all are going to desire things that we feel like we we either need or, or we feel like we don't have. But like Paul says in Philippians 412 being content Paul says he learned that type of behavior and a learned behavior this means that you have to work at it Paul said he has learned to be content no matter the situation that means that he basically had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to learn to go you know what I'm going to look at this and I'm going to count my blessings. And I'm, going to, I'm not going to look at what I don't have, but I'm going to rejoice in what I do have. Learned behavior. And at the end of the day, none of us will be fully satisfied until we meet Jesus face to face. So in the meantime, let others win. 
Rejoice in their stories and know that God is reminding you to follow him. Don't follow somebody else's story wishing that it was yours. Man, follow follow God because the story that he has laid out and mapped out for you is so incredibly specific that nobody else could do it but you. God wants to choose you to accomplish certain things. And man, honestly, like I I don't think this, I don't know that I I really ever think it, but um, I I have a tendency to not think this and I'm not sure why, because God has blessed me in so many ways and God has probably blessed you to the point that what if, this is a big what if, what if you are the one that others are jelly of? Boom! Yeah, I just flipped the script on that. Yeah, like what What if you have everything that others are looking at going, man, I just wish I could lead that type of life. Man, I wish I had this in my life. Man, I wish I experienced the, the joy that she has or the peace that he has or, or whatever it is. Man, like I know I, <laughs> I hardly ever think that way, but... I think it's also sometimes could be a a slap in God's face for me not to look at everything that he has provided for me and everything that he's done for me and with me and through me and just not sit back in just humble gratefulness, right? And go, God, thank you. Holy smoke. Thank you. Thank you for using me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for having a story that is just specifically for me. And thank you that my story is not somebody else's story. So yeah, man, good stuff, right? So live the life that God has given you and you alone being content in what you have. So let's remind each other too, that when we are walking and talking with Jesus, what a blessing that is. Don't, Don't look around like Peter did, and look behind and go, hey, man, I'm, I'm having this really cool, intimate conversation with Jesus, but what about that guy? What about them over there? What are you going to do with him? What What's his plan? Because if his plan is better than mine, I, I don't know. Like, let, let's not be that person. I have been that person a lot, and it is, it's a hard place to be. It's actually a, a pretty miserable place to be. So for me, Going forward, I want to say I want to stay sure that I am focused completely on Jesus and completely on the story that he's unfolding for me in front of me. I want to make sure I'm staying on that path because if I'm on somebody else's path, man, I I, I trust that God knows better than I do. And I'm, I'm just trusting that the story that he has mapped out for me is so special and so unique and made with such love that it's for my benefit and for the kingdom's glory, right? So, man, I hope this has helped. If you're one of those people that look around like me and say, what about them? Hey, what about him? What about her? What about them over there? And I hope this has helped you um, because I want to stop. I want to stop being that person. I want to just be completely lost in the conversation with Jesus. And if somebody is walking behind us, ahead of us, in front of us, beside us, whatever, I want, I want to be, I want to be quiet enough to hear what he has to say and in it enough to be able to follow him wherever he leads. So, hey, I hope this is helpful for anybody that needs it. 
And um, hey, just try this challenge. I, I want to challenge everybody to try and go one week without playing the comparison game. I know, I know, lofty goals, right? But try and go one week without playing the comparison game. And honestly, for most of us, this probably means that maybe we don't look at social media for a week. And, and if a week is like, oh my gosh, like that's so long, go a day. Go a day without playing the comparison game. Because I know every time I compl- I play the comparison game, man, I just, I, I it, it never works out with me leaving feeling good about myself or, or feeling like I am completely provided for when I know that I am like God is good and God provides for me in ways that I can't even wrap my head around. So try and set a goal, go one day and then go a week. Let's see how it goes. All right. So, Hey guys, I hope this was helpful and uh, man, I, I hope and pray that you guys have a great week and here is to spending the rest of the week all jacked up. Mm-hmm.